What's up, Badger fans? You got me, you got Rajiv, you got the therapy session. Uh, that's another loss. We've had, we've had a lot of tough therapy lately, but let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. We got the therapy session. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. We got Rajiv over there. He was last on the show in 2021. It's nice to have him <laughs> back. <laughs> um, I've missed you. I've missed you, man. It's, you it's good to be back. You know, I've been busy with work, busy with the Bucky Report, but always really appreciate shows that I get to do with you. No, I love it, man. Like you're, you're honestly one of my favorite people on the planet. So I love having you back. We got the sadness reaction. I've added music into our therapy sessions. And the funny thing is I haven't been able to play the happy one yet. So every therapy session we've had for like a while has been this. All right, let's, let's talk about it. So Wisconsin, uh, not a good game. Lose by double digits. We're never really in it. Down 16 at half. They were on the road to Providence. Providence is a good team, but it's not like we were playing Duke or, or Arizona here. Um, where are you at? I'm not in a good place, man. I'm not in a good place at all. Like, honestly, just holistically looking at everything, I feel like we need a break. I need a break. I mean, some kind of a reprieve, some kind of a light at the end of the tunnel would be really nice because right now we had Tennessee – we had Northwestern debacle. We had this. I I have no joy. I'm not like, I, I, I obviously want to see my teams win and I want to enjoy that, but I'm feeling no joy out of what the Badgers are doing right now. It's killing me. And I, so yeah, anyone who's listening, I see it. Comment Clink commented about my optimism. There will be no optimism tonight, by the way. None of that. I am really hurting, man. It's, it's, you feel this emotional. You, we all have such emotional ties to the Badgers. So it's not good, not good. But Providence, man, we just got we just got outplayed in every sense of the game. Everything, offense, defense, hustle plays, um, you know, rebounds, every single thing. We just got outplayed. I think they had they wanted it more. They played with more heart. They they looked like they actually cared. And frankly, they out athleted us all over the place. They were just dominating, and we looked rough, man. It was a it was a rough rough game. And coming off, coming off after a game where we were in it with Tennessee until late, and then to see this, ah, nasty. Yeah, I, I want to talk about something you said because I think, I think there's issues here to to discuss. I think the first one is the athlete thing. I think one of the big reasons free take was such a big get is you can tell from a backcourt standpoint our athletes get swallowed up a little bit. And I think this is going to be an issue we're going to see all year against the bigger teams who can put five pretty good athletes out there, and they want, and against the teams that want. Because Providence turned up the heat. They played really aggressive man-to-man defense. Very aggressive man-to-man. Very aggressive. They, they they quite frankly swallowed us up. And I think that's the blueprint for any team with athletes and a defensive resolve. This entire year we're going to struggle against that. Because we talked about it before this season. I talked about it before the beginning of last year. We lack the type of athletes that can attack really aggressive defensive players that can get up in mm-hmm. your grill. We just don't have it. And you saw the struggles offensively because of that. So – I think that's the first issue I, I, you hit on that. The, the second one I want to talk about, and I think this is a really big question. It's kind of, to me, an elephant in the room, Connor Seijin. Mm, yes. That That's who you're counting on to get offense off the bench. And 
it's really strange to me because either he's hurt and then in, I don't think you should be playing him because this is a marathon, marathon, not a sprint, or he's not hurt and you, you got to play him more than six minutes. You know, I, obviously there's got to be some kind of, he's carrying something. He's not all the way back because if he is, then he, then there's, there, there needs to be more explanation. Cause you're right. His lack of productivity and lack of being in the game is showing so hard right now because we don't have that. And frankly, we're not getting our offense in other places we need it. And one of the things that really is bugging me right now is Tyler wall. Um, and to the, the inside play tonight, I honestly, like, I feel like three years ago, this guy was more creative and getting easier shots under the, under the basket. But now I feel like every shot that he and Crowell are taking are little baby hooks. They can't, they're, they're, they're either, they're, they're being defended by a, a longer guy and they have no real good post moves. They're just backing into the paint on uh, from the block. They're taking one look, maybe a quick pump fake. And then they're just doing a little jump hook that it, it's not a really a good shot. It's kind of a, a hope and a prayer. I feel like, which is why we miss, we're missing so many last year. We talked about field goal percentage, you know, inside the block, same things happening again this year. We have to be more clinical down low. I mean, and if we're not going to be able to do that, then we need to have quicker passes, get into the post, back out, right? Uh, driving and then dishing out. Our passing is too slow. You know, our movement is okay at times, but we're not moving the ball fast enough. If you're going to face, face defenses that are playing aggressive defense, like you said, you're going to have to move the ball in a, in a different fashion. And man, do we need those guys inside to actually put the ball in the bucket. I find it astonishing that the field goal percentage is so low from inside four feet. And the same thing happened last year and it's happening again right now. Ryan Bolt says football and basketball are in shambles. So depressed. I put anybody with the name Ryan up on the comment section. It's a strong, we have so many Ryans in this channel. The thing I told you, what did I, I I, I get so many things wrong. This is not that I'm not sure. But what did I tell you about Stephen crawl last year? Like he's never going to be a post player. Like he, he, but but the wall thing is interesting because you're dead on with the wall thing. It felt like because he, he was better. Agreed, and we've seen for a couple games now wall struggle a little bit. Although here's the thing, I still have a lot more faith in wall going down into the low block than Crow. I, th- I think Crow is just too mechanical, but wall needs to play better. Like wall absolutely needs to play better. And Great Guard talked about it. Great Guard really kind of lit him and Crow up post game and said, "You got to finish. You, you've been here nine years between the two of you. You got to finish." And yeah. Nice to hear Greg Guard say that because you're just echoing everything every Badger fan is yelling at the screen while holding their spotted cow. You got to finish. I and mean, it's, it's like how time. many times, how many layups, and also not only just that, just layups. I think we missed like seven layups tonight. That's unbelievable. And it's just yeah. focus and it's attention. Now, I will say, I want to give a little criticism to Greg Guard in this regard, too. And I'm curious your take on this. Um, you know, when Bo Ryan was here, Bo Ryan made it a point guys like Mike Wilkinson guys that like he developed their post moves and he worked on post moves a lot. I feel like now what we're seeing with wall and Crowell and other guys is just like, once you're down in the post, just make it happen and, and make it work. I don't feel like there's any development in their post game and their, their actual post play. And you were, you bad, you've coached basketball. So you know more about this than I do, but I just like, they were so much more fundamental a few years ago. And even when, when Bo Ryan was there, I feel like he coached them a little bit better when it, when it came to his bigs playing down low. And I don't see that here. I, all I see is regression in the bigs play. And I think that's a, that's kind of a red flag for me. Am I totally off base on that? I, well, I would never say anybody's off base, man. Like, I think your observations are, are, are strong. I, I, I think for the most part, we're maybe ignoring some of the Bo Ryan players that didn't develop in the post. Like maybe a guy like Steezma, maybe a guy like, like I, I look at, I, I don't think, 
I just don't think crowd. That's not who he is. Like he's too mechanical and you can't make him into a better athlete. Right. So it, I think, I don't think that's a, a, a great guard thing. I, I really don't. And we saw just two years ago, you mentioned it, Tyler wall, even at the beginning of last year was really good in the post, like great guard developed that to some degree. Yeah. You know, I think the bigger issue offensively, here's the bigger issue. And again, I'm not saying you're wrong on that. I think development has potentially hit a bit of a snag, but I think the bigger issue is the spacing on offense is incredibly bad. It, it's really tough. And when you have uh, Stephen Crowell, right, who's not hitting those threes, we had mm-hmm. hoped he would. So there's no spacing there. Tyler Wall is a 20% career three-point shooter. He took two tonight. You should never take a three-point shot at this point. There's there's a great anecdote where the player comes off the bench and he's like, coach, I was wide open. I took the shot. And the coach is like, that's what they wanted you to do. That's why you were wide open. Like and how spacing, many people on our team are wide open? Oh, too many, right? So the spacing bad. is bad. And then the other part of it is I I absolutely hate to bash on a kid, um, a young adult, whatever it is. Carter Gilmore, when you're out, when he's out there and he plays his butt off, the spacing gets really bad because when, as soon as he passes the ball, his guy legs off and just destroys driving lanes. Like it's not even they're they're playing four on five offensively when Gilmore's out there. And you don't want to play 13 minutes. That's a long time to play with one of your players offensively where the defense isn't respecting him at all. That's a problem. Yeah. And I don't know how great guard can fix that. You know what I mean? I mean, I think what's interesting is like, what, what lineup do we need to see to where that isn't a problem? Right. So for clearly like winter coming in, like he definitely is a threat from, from deep as a potential threat. So he's not, he's going to have to provide that spacing while being out there is, is okay. Obviously we're looking for Gus to come in at some point, but then, I mean, beyond that, we're okay with Chucky and, you know, whether it's Klesmet, uh, AJ Store, Connor Seijian, when, when, when a Seijian's in the game, there is better split. When he was in there tonight, there was better spacing. And that because he obviously attracts so much attention and they never let him breathe, which is obviously why he never got good shots off. He took a couple of mid-range jumpers, but it's all about finding that right lineup. And I think you're right. I think like the lineup as it sits now, even with Crowell and Wall together, maybe they don't need to play together. Maybe they really need to have Winter in there or, you know, maybe have... Uh, store potentially maybe even playing four guards and not playing, you know, just having winter or just having wall or just having Crowell so that you can spread the formal because it is a problem. And I mean, Providence just made us look bad. And the way that they, they, any dribble dry penetration, they stopped immediately. We had nothing. And then when we got to the block, we had to just find a way to dish out and it wasn't any quick. It was, it was all because they stopped what we did and what nothing was really intentional. And anything we were trying to do was getting swallowed up. So it was just it was bad all around. Yeah, we're going to keep talking about this. And I want to continue talking about that Connor Seijin thing. And I think that's interesting. Plus, what players on basketball have exceeded expectations from the beginning of the year? It's not a super big list. Uh, we're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at eBay Motors. Um, I've said this before, Rajiv, and you're a higher life form than I am. So you've probably already done this at some point in your life. But I think I might get Aaron a car for Christmas. Um, you know, like one good, of those. That's a good call. Yeah, like one of those commercials with the the bow and the ribbon. I've never I'm done like, it, but I want to. My cars are terrible, and it's about time. She she never listens to the show, so she's not going to hear this. Watch this be the one show she listens to. Um, but eBay Motors has kept my cars alive up to this point. They have gotten me the right parts, the right pieces guaranteed fit over 122 million parts ebay motors is there for me for my ride or die until it literally dies and it wouldn't be alive this long if not for ebay motors so if you need any type of parts for your car if you need anything at all on ebay motors 
They have you covered because you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you ever need, ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. We'll see how it goes over with the misses, Rajiv. I'm not telling, I'm not saying I'm going to get her a super nice car. Like, I'm, you know, but like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I want to talk more about this basketball game. I, I really think. Part part of me, people didn't want to hear this, and I get it because you're coming off a loss. It's not a, it's definitely not a good loss. You didn't look great, but there is a. I don't want to overreact to the third game of the year, which is a road game where you shot 25 percent from three. The other team shot 44. percent Some of that is your defense, Rajiv. I get that, but you're just going to lose games where you shoot 25 percent on the road, and the other team shoots 45 percent. Mm-hmm. Like, is this? What I'm going to kick to you, is this a trend to you, or is this potentially a bit of a one-game anomaly? You were you were pretty high on the team coming off Tennessee to some degree. I think that – I mean, look, it better be a one-game anomaly. I, I don't think it's a trend. I I worry about it being a trend because of, our, like, the things you mentioned with spacing and the issues we're having. But the bottom line is we added A.J. Storr and John Blackwell onto this team two very athletic players who are playing really well right now. So how can we not be better than we were? And I feel like that we, what we, how we played tonight was not even indicative of how we were last year. So I think that I, I, I do think it was a bit of a one game situation. However, I'm still really like, I still think there are, there are problems here that, you know, I, I was really hoping our scoring droughts would not be a thing and they've been a thing this year, except for the first game they've been, they were thinking Tennessee and this mm-hmm. game. So that is a concern that I'm like, why is this not being solved? And I do think that AJ store, while he's really good, he's taking too many shots at times he's forcing it. So I think that, I think we need to still work out a few things and kinks, but do I think that we will? Yes. Am I thinking this is going to be bad year? No, I did a short on YouTube earlier. I think that we're still going to have a good season. I am confident, but I just want to feel like, I want to feel like there's movement in the right direction. I've said that with football all year. You've got to see improvement. So I want to see that happen fairly quickly. And and I think it will. I mean, but our schedule's so tough. It's going to be hard to get wins. I mean, we've got a really rough stretch. So we'll see. I no, so I don't think it's a it's a long-term thing. I think we will fix this, but I I am red flags are kind of popping up for me right now that I, I wish weren't there. Isn't it funny how after and coming up with this up after the Northwestern game, everyone said, let's talk basketball. It's basketball season. Now everybody's like fire guard. This is terrible. We're three games in the world. <sighs> what, what do I talk about? Hockey. I have to shift the hockey regime. Um, yeah. my, I, I want to talk about, so let's talk about Blackwell and store a little bit. Cause you brought him up. I didn't think store played well today. I, no, he did I, not. I, especially in the first half, it feels like, so coming off the first game, the Arkansas state game received, there were some shots he took where I kind of red flagged it. We talked about it a little bit. I think with Justin was on, and I said, you know, those are kind of tough shots. He hit them, but against a more athletic team, those are probably misses. And mm-hmm. we've seen him struggle. I just haven't seen enough quality shots from Store, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, that's a really high percentage shot. I don't. I yeah, he's not creating as much as maybe we thought he he could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he's taken he's taken thirty seven shots in two games. 37. That's a lot of shots. So he's going to need to connect on more of them at a higher clip if he's going to keep taking them, which is why, you know, I said before the game, I think he really needed to improve his shot selection. I don't think he really did that. Uh, it was a little bit better, but in general, yeah, he's still firing up there too much. So, but Blackwell, on the other hand, Let's I had it. nothing bad to say about that guy. Nothing. Should he be, st- I mean, this is way too early. There was a point where 
he had, I think, seven of our first 13 points. He had a three, he had a two, he had an offensive rebound bucket. And then I this is one of my criticisms with guard in this game. He took him out for a period in the first half when we couldn't score and Blackwell was the only guy scoring. I he he didn't play him enough against Tennessee, I didn't think either, right? He he almost didn't play in the second half. I don't know what Gray Guard, what we're seeing that Gray Guard's not. That dude has to play more. Like he he John Blackwell Jr. has been the bright spot on the team for me. He he needs to play more. And I was a little frustrated to see an extended period with him not in the game when the game was still kind of in contention and he'd been the only guy really consistently scoring. Yeah, totally. I I so last year when Connor was the one consistently scoring, we were calling for him to start. And yeah, I, I think maybe not in the next game or two, but I think soon before the Big Ten season starts, yeah, he should be starting. Right now, I think coming off the bench is okay because he can kind of see the game differently, kind of figure out, pick his spots and and, and come in and affect the game. But I expect him to be starting before long because he is he's great. He can put the ball on the floor. I think he's very versatile and he's he's very confident on the ball too, which I like. He's not afraid to take shots. Um I think he's a he's a huge piece of what we're doing. So yeah, maybe not start right now, but soon, yes. And frankly, if he were to start now, I wouldn't complain about it. He is playing better than anyone else on the team, and frankly, even better than AJ Store at this point. Um, it's like, isn't it funny that if with with the guys that we had last year, the the, the two guys that are playing the best are two guys we didn't have. So like, if if, if Chucky and if Tyler Wall and Crowell and Asijin could step up how much better could we really be? I, I, I'm not necessarily siege because I know he's hurt, but what can happen when those other guys take their step and, and wake up and play, you know, play the season properly. Yeah. It's, it's a good point. Mike says start winter too. I don't know if we're there yet, um, but I, I'd like what I've seen. <laughs> had a great uh, shot today. Beautiful three pointer. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Gosh, I'm still getting over it. Rajiv. Um, the thing with the siege man, and I want to kind of go back to that because I think he's such a key to this team. We, we talked about, if you can just get a siege in from early part of last year, the weapon he can be by spacing the floor, creating offense, he's got to sit. Like I'm telling you right now, he has some type of back thing, some type of body core body thing. Like this isn't working, right? He, he's, this isn't working at all. Like you have to get him healthy for the big 10. I think he has to sit because right now he's not helping the team. 100%. I am. If, if you're not hundred percent ready, you're only going to make the uh, the chances of you getting re-injured higher. There's no sense in that. Like I've had back injuries. I, I don't know how you're even playing with kind of with back injuries. I don't know how severe it is, but what I do know is that it needs to heal properly before you can get back out there. Don't take any risks. Now, obviously the medical team is probably signing off on all this. It's, it's okay. But I mean, yeah, just sit him on the bench. We, we're okay with that. When he's ready, we need him to play because we need him to be great, not just off the bench a couple points. Let's let's bring some of these comments out. Commandant says, Rajiv, you're letting the optimism go I am back not, Commandant. I am not. <laughs> uh, Slim Lewis says, let's talk about Locke and Mordecai. Mitchell Lee says, this offense has no fundamentals. Angelo Cortez, our post players are lacking in creating space. Um, yeah, all that's true. Bo says Connor doesn't make up a 20 point difference in Providence. That is also true. Let's, listen, mm-hmm. this this was a game where Chucky, I think, shot two of 10. Tyler Wall was inefficient. Stephen Crowell wasn't very good. Uh, nobody on the bench outside of Blackwell played well. Like this is this was a complete failure, right? This is not, oh, if Connor played better, we win this game. They they got run out of Providence. I but again, I would caution, and I know people don't want to hear this and people are gonna get on me. It's not the end of the world to drop an early road game out of conference to a decent team. Providence isn't bad. They're not great, but they're fine. If you shoot better, which you should for, you should shoot better because this team has good three point shooting on it. 
I, I, it, it is what it is. It's it's fine as long as we see the the problems rectified and we we, we do fix that. I mean, so Crowell, Wall, and Hepburn, the guys you just mentioned, were six of twenty four tonight. Six mm -hmm. of twenty four, like that's pretty bad. And it's not to me. It's you, you. I don't. I can't. I don't just buy the whole like the shots aren't falling. I understand that the shots sometimes don't fall, but it's also shot selection and how they're yeah. getting the shots and what shots they're taking. The way Tyler Wall is playing in the low block. I don't think he's taking good shots from three feet away because they're not high percentage shots the way he's hooking it, the way he's just kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, just trying to trying to be nimble enough to get a shot off, but he's really not, it's not high percentage. And a lot of Chucky shots aren't high percentage. He's still doing the fadeaways. And so mm -hmm. it's not just about the shots falling. If it's just shots falling, that's fine. But I think it's a little bit more than that. Uh, let's see. Michael says Ryan and his fanboy delusion is hilarious. He said the football team was natty contenders three months ago. Now I believe the that basketball team is good. <laughs> I never said they were national. Was, you didn't was, either. Was, I didn't say this year. I said in the next ten years. But yes, but he, I, we 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 did we did say that we were going to win the West. We did say that I said they were going to win the Big Ten. So yikes! I mean, I didn't even say they're going to win. Like they were natty contenders three months ago. Listen, I'll, fans fan differently, and yeah. this is me. Um, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Ryan, um, I want to bring up one thing: please. the defense. We haven't really talked much about the oh, defense. Terrible. It was terrible. rough. That's a great point, Rajiv. I mean, I don't know what the we're just letting people dribble penetrate. Like it's like, are we even trying to stop them? You you see it on one end of the floor. You see that every single time we try to penetrate, they were they were cutting off the, the lanes, they were cutting mm -hmm. off passing lanes, they were doing everything right. And now you're on the other end, no matter who got the ball, they would drive in, they'd either make a bucket or they would get fouled. Seemingly every single possession. And if someone and if we did if we did collapse and we were able to stop the dribble drive. Wide open shooter in the three, he's just draining him. It's like we played so bad defensively, and I thought the la there was a lot of lack of effort, especially in the second half. I know that we talked a little bit about it. Like, yes, the second half, we hung with them as far as points, but I just felt like we played uninspired, and mainly that effect that sort of manifested itself on the defensive side. I was just, you know, usually you're like, okay, Badgers, we can get a couple stops in a row. We, we never went on a run. We yeah. never got more than one stop in a row. Every time we did anything right, we got in our own way. So it's just, I mean, really bad defense. And we that has to improve because we've now given up. We've given up 80 points to Tennessee, 72 points to Providence. I don't remember how many gave it the first game, but that doesn't really matter. That's kind of concerning as well. That's a great point. Um, I got to take a quick break. And then I want to talk about that more because I think even coming off the Arkansas State game, Rashid, that first half against Arkansas State, they were dribble driving um, at ease as well. And when you start looking at three games, we've had issues uh, defending the dribble or defending penetration. That is now a trend, um, inarguably. So I do want to talk about that coming up. Um, we have a quick break for friends of the show over at FanDuel. Uh, you know, I know I wasn't able to convince Rajiv to bet with me on the Braves. Um, and the Niners lost three in a row before their most recent win. And the Suns are below 500 right now. Oh, gosh, Rajiv. Uh, I listen, I do it all on FanDuel though, because it's fast, it's easy, it's simple. Um, by the way, Devin Booker's only played two games, so let's chill out on that take. But yeah, I do it all on FanDuel because it is the fastest, easiest, simplest way to do all of your sports betting. Um, and they have every type of thing you want to get into, whether it's parlays, futures, teasers, it's all there, incredibly easy to use. Plus, there's a great offer if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action. Um, right now, new customers get $150 received in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Go bet on the Niners. Go bet on the Suns. It's not too late. Let's get some Let's get some uh, some coin in that Scrooge McDuck bank. 
Uh, yeah, Rajiv, let's, let's talk about defense a little bit more. Then I want to talk a little bit about football to wrap this up. I think that's an excellent point because we are – I think as Badger fans, we're conditioned to, to freak out about the offense because the offense is always the issue, right, on off, on football and basketball, right? That's Right. And defense has always been fine, so we kind of do gloss over that. But the defense has been bad for three games. And you made a really good point, and I, I should have been specific when I said sometimes teams just shoot well, sometimes teams just shoot poorly, and that can be the difference. But – how you those those shots come off shot selection and they come off open shots and there's a reason sometimes why a team shoots well it's because Providence is getting in the paint they're drawing defenders they're kicking to wide open shots they're finding open shooters in transition they're out hustling the Badgers to kick it out to open shots meanwhile the Badgers are taking contested step back threes they're taking tough shots at the rim like yeah like the defense needs to get better and it's been bad for three games why has it been bad I think that's the question Right, because Hepburn's a good defender. He was last year. Klesman was a good defender last year. Wall is a, a good defender. Crowell's a good positional defender. He's not a, a shot blocker, really. But I don't think AJ Store has been very good. Um, athletically, he's there, but I he gets blown by a little too easy. But the defense hasn't been good enough for Chief. It's a great point. I feel like it's um, you know, it's a lot of factors as to why, but I think <clears throat> there's a lot of lack of discipline. Um, I think that they're fouling too much. Even Klesmit fouled too much. And I know that the refs were a little bit off tonight, but like you, you can't put your the refs in position to constantly foul. And I think that what's happening that I've noticed from especially from like Chucky and from Max as well and, and Tyler Wall, kind of lazy defense. I mean, you get the you're getting those fouls because you're playing lazy defense. And <clears throat> that's happened a lot. I mean, they were in the bonus if five, 10 minutes into the, in the second half. So I think that the discipline is an issue. Effort is an issue. I don't really know why it's kind of surprising. Cause you're right. We don't really have these problems mainly, but I don't necessarily think it's a talent issue on defense. I think it's all effort and we're just not putting it in there for some reason. I don't really understand it, but I, I, that's what I'm seeing really lack of discipline. Gabe Ramos says it's three on five when we're on offense with wall and crawl on the floor. I mean, they have to play better when they play like this. It is three on five. Now, they don't always play like this, to be fair. But, uh, Rajiv, I'm, I'm going to switch off basketball for a second because uh, mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little football. We, You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this. Um, we obviously had the Hunter-Roller discussion. You know, He said what he said. Luke Fickle has kind of talked about we need to figure out who's going to be here. Is that actually going to lead to any changes this year? Like, Do you actually think – is that just talk? Or is that coming to Nebraska, mm -hmm. we're going to see a young player or two in places that we haven't seen? I think the most likely answer to that is it's probably just going to be a player or two that we haven't seen. I want it to be true and I want changes to happen. That being said, I don't think that you're going to do that. You're going to have two people come out and say that, and especially Luke Fickle say that in a press conference without there being some plan. Now he did say a few weeks ago that he was going to bring in some young players on special teams. He did that. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I think we all want to see, you know, guys like Allegro getting more playing time and, and things like that. And, and Tyler Jancy potentially and other things. So I think that it will happen, but just a little bit. I, I wish, I hope it's a wholesale changes. I, I hope the offensive line looks new. I hope everyone's looks new. I'm fine with that. I said uh, last on the weekend that I want players who want to play. That's it. I don't care if we're, because we, we just lost to Indiana Northwestern. We're not trying to, to win games right now. I mean, that's not, that's clearly not anything that's going to happen. So let's just play who wants to play. So I really hope, that fickle there's some there's some beef behind those words but i think there is but it's a very small amount sadly it's tough i think like what what would the changes actually be right like when you, when we start saying we want changes on the offensive line i want changes on the offensive line too yep. 
what does that actually look like? Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe there just isn't anybody that you can put in there. Maybe it is worse. Maybe worse from a talent perspective or worse from an effort perspective, because I'll take the effort. So if if there, but if there are that many people, if there are really that many people that that you can't even feel the team with people who want to play and get putting in the effort, then, then Luke Fickle's got a huge problem and it's probably Luke Fickle's problem. So that's not good coaching. So I believe that like there are people <clears throat> that that want to play. I'm I'm hoping that there are a lot of people that want to play, putting in the effort in practice. So give the young guys a chance. Then put Jamel Howard out there. Put Tyler Jancy out there. Put Christian Allegro out there. Put Tretch Kakahuna out there. Like give give me Nolan Rucci for God's sake yes. at left tackle. Like can we just have put Jake Renfro out there? I don't care. TJ Bowlers, where the heck has he been? Like He's, what? I'm is- convinced some of these people don't exist. I'm convinced TJ Bowlers, Aaron Witt, and Jake Renfro don't exist. They are part of a witness protection. <laughs> program those guys are actually in a different state and wisconsin is helping federal bureau of investigation hide their identities i have no clue but because it doesn't make sense it, it quite frankly doesn't make sense um tyler streber says ruchi and wedding i 100 agree with you on ruchi like at this point i'm sorry like it, i just i don't understand what more we need to see from jack nelson not again not trying to crush them but it's not it's it doesn't work i would love to see here's another one uh in the secondary if we're talking specifics can we see DeCluna, Jace Arnold, Amari Snowden, Vice, mm-hmm. Alexander Smith? All three of those players, by the way, are part of the future, nominally, theoretically. Um, Alexander Smith has played really poorly this year. When I like, I, I think those changes should be made. I think we should see Tretch running routes instead of some of the, the upperclassmen receivers, right? Mm-hmm. I, because what do you have to lose? What do you have exactly. to lose? What? I mean, we're, we're already, our, our season's basically over. We've looked like crap. Like, what do we have to lose? I, you want to see what we have next year. You want to you want to give some guys a chance going into going into the off season and and get them motivated to come back and play. You want to excite the fans and bring a little joy back into this program. Like if you're going to lose games, at least lose them with people that are wanting to play and are giving their all. Now we don't know who all is not putting it in the effort and doesn't want to be here, but they need to figure it out. And if you're not if you if you're not going to want to be here and if you're not going to put the effort in. Don't play them. I, I don't want to see them on the field. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's every starter that we've had on this team. I'm not even kidding about that. If it's every starter, I don't care. Put people in that want to play because that is you. We have nothing to win. We have nothing to lose right now. Yeah. We're five and five. That is horrific. This is again another rock bottom year of Badger football. So let's just try to look to the future, and that includes quarterback. Well, I want to get. I want to finish on that. And by the way, you see my camera go kind of out of focus again. Rajiv and I have the same camera, and his never does this. I never once. Never once. <laughs> oh, um, I want to finish here, though. Tanner Mordecai uh, obviously came back from the injury, back as a starter. You and I talked about this. Justin talked about this. We all unequivocally said and for the rest of this season, because we're really not playing for any major stakes. And quite frankly, Tanner Mordecai didn't live up to the expectations that we had for him. I want to see Locke, or, or I want to see Evers. I want to see a younger quarterback who – you look at what we've done offensively with with Braid, uh, Tanner Mordecai, and it's not all on him, obviously. But we scored ten points against against Northwestern, and seven of those were in garbage. We we couldn't score against Indiana. Like we're not putting. We, up we had points. zero points when he left the Iowa game. Like we're not putting up points with him in the starting lineup. So what's the difference to try a younger quarterback and see if you can build some type of momentum? Like I don't understand the need to play Tanner Mordecai, and and I'm not yeah, trying I mean, to crush him. Like he, he, I just I don't get it though. 
Totally. I mean, the only game that I feel like he had a good, he put up a lot of points was the Purdue game, but really that was more Braylon Allen and it was his legs. It was Tanner's legs that got a lot of the points, but the running game was really effective in that, in that uh, contest, which allowed us to do much better. And right now the running game's not there. <clears throat> so Braylon Allen's probably not going to play again. If he does, it'll be minor. And then we've got Aker and Yacomelli. It's not, we need to play lock because number one, we all said this, and I don't know if anyone agrees. Locke throws a better ball. In my opinion, it's clear. He, Mordecai missed a couple other deep balls last week. So he throws a better ball, and frankly, he is your future. So let's whether it's whether it's Mabry or whether it's him or someone else, wherever is like he is the guy that could be there. Mordecai's not going to be there, and we're not competing for the Big Ten West. If we were, if instead of being five and five, if we were seven and three or eight and two, then yeah, that's fine. That's different because we're we have a chance to actually win. Right now we're not. Put the young guys in. I want to see what they have. And I've been saying it for weeks. You've been saying it for weeks. Can we get a package for Nick Evers? Can we see what he has? Can we just try something? We are five and five. Stop trying to just, you know, cookie cut your way through everything and be more creative and just try something. Because this is literally free football. This, that's what this is. This is a free opportunity to get out there and try things because your season's basically done. Let's do something else. So, yeah, I'm all about Bradenlock playing. You know, yes, he had he he certainly has had some rough times. Indiana was not a good game for him, but let the guy come back the very next week and and make it right because he played well leading up to that game. So I didn't like the idea of just Mordecai coming in right then and playing because you you didn't give Locke a chance to come off of that Indiana game where he made a lot of mistakes and improve upon them. So that was a that was a mistake by Fickle and Longo, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you have a young player and you have a chance to maybe build some confidence <laughs> or or again, what's What's the worst case? You lose another game where your offense isn't good. That's what we're doing anyway. This is what we're kind of talking about. The upside is not there. So, because if we have this, if we play the same team that we just played, if all those guys play, if we don't make any changes, we're going to get beat by Nebraska. That's a fact. I don't think anyone is going to dispute that. We're going to lose that game if we don't make changes. So, make changes. Yeah. I'll say here's the other thing I'd say, and I'm I'll I'll kind of maybe wrap up on this, and I want to get a quick one more take from you on something. The world's this is what frustrates me a little bit with coaches at times. And again, I'm not a coach, so I'm not they know more about football than I do. I don't try to pretend that I know more about football, but the world is not gonna stop spinning if Nick Evers gets a, a, a series, right? Like he he's honestly he is 6'4, 220, and he runs a four five five. Rajiv, is there a more athletic player on our offense right now if Nick Evers is out there? <laughs> no, there's not. Put him on the field. So, so why are we not using that in some in some package? We saw with Tanner McAvoy. I keep saying it, but it worked because he was such yeah. a good athlete. And everybody knew what he was going to do. There was no – there was no. it was Tanner McAvoy going to go back and scan the field and find his third read. Iowa knew what he was going to do, and he torched Iowa because he's such a freaking good athlete. Like at this a lot point, of teams do that. A lot of teams have a second quarterback who comes in and runs those. Even Ohio State does that. And you know what? It's okay because you can't stop it. And maybe, I mean, just give him a try. Why would we not? You're so right. There is nothing bad that's going to come of Nick Evers playing in this game. Just a, a series in the red zone or something. I uh, I wanted to get one more take from you on this one, and we're already going long, but I knew that was going to happen when I get lucky enough to get Rajiv on the show. I'd keep you for two hours if, you're, if I could. Uh, favorite against Nebraska. Thoughts? I think Vegas is nuts, honestly. I mean, I, I thought that they were nuts last week when we were 11-point favorites oh, against Northwestern. I mean, did they, has anyone watched us play? Oh, um, man. I think one of – look, 
look, one of these weeks we are going to just win because the other teams we're playing are not that good either. Let's let's start there. Nebraska and Minnesota are not good. Um, I think we'll be favored in both of these games. Even if we lose to Nebraska, I think we still might be favored in, against Minnesota because when Vegas looks at this kind of stuff, like the talent is there, we should be better. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of why it is. So we, I think, I. I I'm going to predict a win just because I can't predict another loss. Cause I'm so tired of being disappointed and just, yeah. just, I don't, it's like a life suck out of me, but no, I mean, I, I think that one of these games, we're going to pull it off. Maybe it's this game, but I think the fact that we have, we're a favorite at all is just nuts. Honestly, like what are they watching? Yeah. I think, I think the funny thing is, and this is where we get at times hyper-focused on our team. They're also watching Nebraska. Right, you, you say who they're watching. I mean, they're watching Nebraska lose to Michigan State. Right, they're they're also look watching. at Northwestern and Northwestern Indiana torched us. Yep, yep, I know, I know. They all all these teams it's sure it surely can't happen three weeks in a row, right, Ryan? It surely can't. I mean, lose to a bad team now, Ohio State. That's different, but this can't happen again. Like, we're not going to lose another game, are we? Uh, Tyler says uh, you will short circuit if you come to the point where you project us to lose. Rashid can't do that. I cannot do that. <laughs> um, anyway, he is Rajiv. I am Ryan. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Providence Therapy Show, where we talk football, where we talk Providence basketball. Better times are ahead. We need have- some joy. Can we please have a little joy in our Badger fandom? It's really sad. I, I agree. He is Rajiv over at the Bucket Report. Go check them out, him and Justin. Um, on Wisconsin, we will talk again. Oh, it's Lockdown Badgers, so we'll talk again tomorrow. Anyway, on Wisconsin, let's go.